0: I-V-M. You're listening to a special edition of Pesa Vesa, featuring Mr. Nitin Kamath, founder of Zerodha, a company that offers brokerage-free equity investments. In the first part of this series, Nitin talks to Anupam about stock trading, the difference between investing and stock trading, and setting up a
1: brokerage folks welcome to paisa, paisa i'm your host anupam gupta b50 on twitter this is a really 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 special episode of paisa, paisa because this time we are going to talk stock trading we've done so many episodes on investing okay we've done robo advisories with clear funds we've done value investing with vichal kandelwal we even did thematic investment with small case this is the first time we're talking about stock trading okay i'm just going to just give me two minutes to explain the difference between investing and trading, although I'm sure that our guest can do uh, much better than me on that. But investing, whatever we've spoken so far, is over a specific time frame. Uh, it's about investing probably for the long term through SIPs and choosing a bunch of stocks and then sticking on them for a the long period of time. Now, that is one way of making money. Okay, But we didn't say it's the only way of making money. Stock trading is an extremely lucrative avenue of earning income. Of course, it's also extremely risky. Time horizons are shortened. You can do trading for almost day-to-day, intraday on a lot of stuff in stocks. Okay, And that also holds true for commodities and a lot of the other stuff. So I hope that all of you understand the very basic difference between investing and trading. So far, We've done investing, which is over the longer term. This episode is dedicated to stock trading. And our special guest has turned his passion into a business. After many years of trading himself, he actually set up a brokerage and guess what? He totally killed it. ZeroDha today is India's largest discount brokerage and I'll leave it up to our guest to introduce us to ZeroDha, what it means also, the word and a lot of other stuff. So with me I have the founder of Zerodha, Nitin kambat and we are going to do this podcast in three parts. In the first part, we are going to cover Nitin's really fascinating journey to setting up Zerodha. I know a lot of uh, listeners out there are interested in entrepreneurship and stuff like that. And believe me, Nitin's early career could probably take an, an entire hour, but we are going to spend just about 20 minutes on, on that for the first part. In the second part, we are going to cover stock trading basics and what you as a listener need to know if you're interested in starting to trade on your own right and finally in the third part we're going to do really basic stuff about how to choose a stock broker so enough of the intro to our guest Nitin welcome to Paisa Paisa we're really thrilled to have you here I'm going to give the mic to you this is all yours tell us the story of Zerodha of you your early career how you got interested in in uh, in stock trading what led you to Make zero da uh, to make it into a uh, business, and of course, what does zero da mean? Thank you for doing the show.
0: Yeah, thanks, uh, Anupam, for having me here. Sure. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, so firstly, I think uh, uh, the disclaimer is is anything that you invest with an idea to exit is a trade. Actually, you know, mm. so so if you if you are buying into something without an idea to exit. Maybe that's called investment, mm-hmm. right? And uh, everything else is a trade.
1: And for a lot of people, trades turn into investment. They buy something, they hold <laughs> on to it, and guess what the trade becomes an investment. investment. It's thin line. Sure. Right,
0: absolutely, yeah. So, uh,
1: So I started trading...
0: Extremely early, and okay. uh, I am from Bangalore, mm. and uh, so th- the area I was staying in was you know it was full of Marwadi's, you know. So I had <laughs> okay, and and shop people, <laughs> shop people, yeah. and etc. So they introduced me to trading. Some okay. of my friends, uh, older friends. Which year are we talking about? Eight this nine is, is
1: ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Sensex uh, was going nowhere at that point of time. Ups <laughs> and downs and stuff. Okay, right. dream uh, budget, I think, round about no, that uh, time.
0: Dream budget was I think ninety-four, ninety-five. 94, okay. Yeah, okay. you know, so. Uh, So yeah, so uh, that's how I got introduced to trading and uh, it started off in, you know, what they call as the Dabba shops and the Mm -hmm. Bucket shops, you know. So uh, in 2000, uh, derivatives trading started in India. Uh, So that's when I graduated to come on the exchange Mm -hmm. and start trading there. So people, you know, who don't know, uh, today 85 to 90% of the trading turnover on exchanges comes from uh, futures and options, Mm -hmm. right? So... Uh, nifty futures had started in two thousand right. and uh and and the thing about uh, derivatives is it's a it's a leverage trade, right? As yes. in, with one rupee, you're buying for ten rupees, yes. uh, vice versa,
1: right? So let me actually explain that to listeners out here. Yeah. Let's say the Nifty was at two thousand then, and when you're buying a contract, or say hundred Nifty, right? Okay, for a future or for a call option, whatever it is, so you're actually taking exposure to hundred into two thousand. Correct. For that, all you're doing is you're paying a small premium. Absolutely. Okay, so folks, that's what leverage means. You're paying a small premium to take a large exposure. Correct. Quant- yeah. So so for example,
0: as I said, you know, so for uh, to buy two lakh rupees worth of Nifty. You're paying ten percent twenty thousand rupees. Mm. Now the good news here is, you know, if you make money, you make money ten times faster, <laughs> and you lose money, you lose money ten times faster. So in mm. two thousand one, uh, you know, around this whole Y two K bust that was happening, you know, mm. so I uh, I had saved up quite a bit, you know, between ninety seven to two thousand one, you know, and that was around the same time I was doing my engineering as well, well you know, so. Um, in two thousand one, yeah, So
1: I went bust on one of those uh, stupid trades. Huh. I need okay, folks. I'm going to take a, <laughs> just a pause out here because it's very important for listeners to understand what bust means. Okay, it's easy to get swayed away by all the success stories. I want to spend just two minutes define bust for me as an engineering student <laughs> who's bet all his money on a certain position. What is that?
0: Yeah, so so bus So I, I know. I think saved up between four to five lakh rupees. Oh man, yeah, that's so, a lot of money. Okay, yeah, and started with like five thousand, ten thousand rupees. You know, uh, and and back in two thousand, two thousand one, five lakhs is probably today's. Maybe 50, 50 A yeah. you know, <laughs> so lot do. of money then, a lot of money now, even <laughs> if you don't account for uh,
1: inflation, okay? For finance.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and so I was long into the trade, you know, mm-hmm. so that means I was bullish about... Mm-hmm. Uh, so markets came down, so I thought it's going to stop falling, so mm-hmm. I bought, it came down more, it fell more, oh, wow. I borrowed money and I thought, you know... You doubled gonna, down. Yeah, I did I did all of that stupid things, you know, so, yeah. so eventually... I ran out of the five lakhs plus. I was uh, I was down. You know, I, wow. I owed money to people, so uh, so I had to find a job. Hmm. And uh, call centers were the in thing then. Right. And it also kind of gave you the flexibility to work in the nights and yes. trade during days. Yes. You know, so so I joined a call center in Bangalore. You didn't sleep. I mean, work during <laughs> said, trade during day. Both are intensive <laughs> activities. No, I and mean, when you're young and you're stupid, I mean, I used to sleep weekends. Sure. You know, so you <laughs> okay. know, so, you know <laughs> okay. and uh, I did this for like. Uh, four years you know from 2001 to 2005 um, I was working in the call center and mm-hmm. and trading the markets and uh, 2005 you know I was at a gym I, I met this guy who had come back from the US mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know it was it was just a coincidence that you know we were on the treadmill next to each other he asked me dude what do you do I said I trade then I was I used to trade with ICS here then mm-hmm and uh, we caught up for a drink and then i showed him my trading account performance he mm. said dude why don't you do this for me you know and, oh, okay. and he cut me a check and i quit my job okay. the next day and uh, that's where this whole business of trading for others started right okay and um, so 2005 was when this happened and 2006 uh, I became a sub broker for uh, reliance Money. you know Reliance okay. capital started their brokerage business in India in sure. two thousand and six called Reliance Money, mm-hmm. so I became a franchisee for them or sub broker, mm-hmm. as they call it mm-hmm. and uh in two thousand and eight uh markets fell you mm-hmm. uh, know that was probably the stupidest year to make money because <laughs> You know, most people don't realize that you tend to make money faster when markets fall as a trader, hmm. right? Hmm. If you're in the right direction, you know, sure, it's yeah, it's like potential energy is in your favor, right? Yeah, so yeah. you know, it's uh, uh so uh, 2008, I made uh, in that day's context a lot of money, okay, and uh, and I said, you know, and day trading is like playing a t20 game, you know, you you you, know, <laughs> yeah. you cannot do it for too long, you know, you yeah, have a shelf yeah. life and etc. Right? so. I wanted to take a break From trading
1: Okay I'm going to just Pause sure. you out here Tell me one thing You know Because you're saying That in 2001 You got the markets wrong Right Okay I'm guessing you had About what Four five years For you to figure out Your strategies And your thinking Before your friend Or whoever it is right. Came to the gym And 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 gave you a check Right What did you do Differently Right sure. So that when 2008 came You were like Really set to take That one bet Right Okay That would have I'm sure like you said Made you a lot of money Right okay. Because it takes Immense amount of skills Right like you also said, if you're doing full-time trading, you're looking you're looking at a crazy day. Correct. I'm guessing you're looking at eight hours of trading to hey right. probably even more beyond that starting. So can you just explain to our listeners how did that entire cycle change for you where? and where did it have it in you mm-hmm. to say, "Okay, I went bust, but I'm going to do this. I'm yes. still going to do this because for a lot of us, a lot of people, Taking a loss, especially right. if you know if you're from a middle class background, I'm sure that's uh, what I read is because you you are also from from a m- right. middle class background. I right. believe your dad was working in a bank, right? Mom was a teacher, right? So that risk taking ability which I believe and I'm sure you'll agree is very core to a trader's mentality absolutely how did you develop that all the way from 2001 going bust to finally you know I could call it like breaking the bank with a fantastic trade in 2008 where you where you called it right just take us through that
0: no I mean I think See, uh, as a trader, I think uh, the lesson I've learned going bust in two thousand one, and in between between two thousand one to two thousand five, I had a few episodes as well. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking it through, so casually, like going bust is okay, no big deal. No, I, mean, I at least had a job then. So, you know, ah, you know, correct. Going bust. So, folks, that's your pro tip number one: I have a full time job. Okay, you know, th- if you're new to trading, absolutely. I think you know if someone's learning trading, you know, making a living out of trading mm-hmm. is extremely tough. right okay. know, if you have to put food on the table from the money you make trading mm. i think i think you should give yourself at least 5 years before you attempt to do it okay right sure. and uh, so i I'd, I'd say uh, i think what what i learned during that volatile period uh, was that is that you can't be aggressive you know mm-hmm. in, in, while trading you know you can't you know you can't have rupee goals you can't mm. you know you just have to do the right thing and hope you know luck hits ah. right and and, and luck hit in 2008 as in a in right. sense, you know, so you can't really, you know, because you have to keep doing right things over and over again. You know, yeah. it's just the big problem most people who trade the markets have is that they like to go against the trend.
1: Right. Yeah, it's so tempting, right? Because they keep on saying <laughs> trend is a friend. So I'm saying that if I'm in 2008, at the peak, the, the market peaked on 8th Jan 2008, when right. it's just when the Sensex was at about twenty twenty thousand eight seventy three 20,873 right. types. Right. Why would you take a sell call? No, I mean, no
0: no one could have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not a smart trader would have taken a yeah. sell call. Right? The sell call wasn't there. The sell call was after hmm. markets cracked 10%. Ah,
1: right?
0: okay. Because you, and after the markets cracked 10%, I mean, I'll tell you the strategy in 2008 we had, right? Please, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. So I used to uh, subscribe to various uh, news wires, right? Sure. As in from different parts of the world, and uh, so we were essentially just shorting on any news. You know, if, if a prime minister in UK got sick, we used to go short the market. Whoa. In the sense, because there was so much panic, right? Uh, As in uh. people were, you know, like, the moments were so exaggerated on the sh- short side. You know, mm. f- you know, for any news, any bad news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were just yeah. doing that. Was the only strategy, right? As in, we knew and it just worked. It just worked because. <laughs> yeah. You know people were panicking and they were panicking for every reason. That's got nothing to do with <laughs> Indian stock market. Yeah, talking about
1: the <laughs> global the global financial crisis, full blown regulators everywhere in yeah. chaos. I mean,
0: that, as I said, you know, it was uh, people who were short that year. I mean, um, it doesn't, didn't matter where they were short. Hmm, I mean, hmm. but you couldn't time the short in January because you okay. know there was there's no way. I mean anyone the guy who even shorted at the peak Mm -hmm. I don't think he would have been a smart trader so he wouldn't actually stuck around
1: the trade right and he would have Uh, just got it out of pure dumb luck he just would have taken some kind of call on that saying that maybe the market will fall bought a put option or something of that sort or maybe you know short sold the future no if the
0: idea in a trade is not right right as in if if the market's Ah. peaking today and you're actually buying puts that means Hmm. your idea of the trade is not right right that's interesting Yeah, if your idea of the trade is not right you're not going to stick around till the trade plays out Hmm. right Hmm. because I mean uh, you know you you probably exit it much before <laughs> it can show its true potential yeah. right so and also the thing about bear markets right Our, uh, bear markets um uh, a uh, last much shorter. Yes, know, right? yes. And yes, and then yes. there's so much more in favor of the yeah. trader. Right. Yeah. So
1: history shows us that history <laughs> shows us that bear markets are in fact, uh, you know, uh, they are of that duration. Right. And if you catch a trend, right, yeah, you're right about that. Go on, right. please. Yeah.
0: And also the thing is, you know, in a bull market, what happens is every day, you know, the, the, it, the time taken for a stock to go up is mm. so slow mm. that every day you get an opportunity to actually put your brains and say, should I hold? Should I... Exit. I've, hmm. I have 20% profit. Should I book out? You know, hmm. it's very tough to sit on a trade. You know, hmm. as an investor, hmm. you know, you're not bothered, right? Yeah, as, yeah, you know, yeah. But as a trader, you know, it's very tempting to get out as soon as you are in the money, right? Hmm. So, uh, the good thing about a bear market is when it falls, it falls with so much intensity, right. so fast that before you actually have thought about it, it's already made you so much money, right? So, <laughs> yeah. You know, so. So this was 2008. 2008. So yeah. So uh, so in 2008, also what happened was uh, Nikhil, my younger brother, had joined me by then. Hmm. And uh, he's seven years younger and Mm -hmm. you can call it evolution or what, Mm -hmm. but he is, uh, he was a smarter trader than I was. So, you know, and then I, at that time I realized that, you know, there's no point two people sitting and trading Sure. and uh, maybe, you know, he was, he was just so raw and young and, you know, uh, so I thought, you know, he's a better bet to trade and Hmm. I should maybe give a shot at, uh, being a broker okay. and I wanted to be a I wanted to take a break for a couple of years okay. I mean, that's okay. when how this whole idea of Zeroda came by Right. Uh, the idea of Zeroda was there
1: from 2007 what so at the peak of your trading days okay right. I wanted to give our listeners an idea of what your day was like right uh I mean, it was it was. I want them to know how much it takes because right. everybody is so attracted by making money. Right. Okay, I wanted to give an idea of the hard work it takes. No, I mean, I'll tell you. As in, there's
0: this quote, right? Uh, stock market's the toughest place to make easy money, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, so yeah. So uh, they they would start, you know, like six thirty seven, you mm-hmm. know, and I used to um, like to work out before I, you know, traded because you know it keeps you sharp. Sure. And uh, so seven, you know, you kind of come in, you start tracking what's happening across hmm. the world. Hmm. In right, markets used to start at nine fifty five then. Yes. You know, so so eat a good meal, you know, have a good breakfast. Huh right and then um, and then you come in and so the thing is one of the things I realized that I, you know when I started off I wanted to trade everything correct correct. Right? Yeah. and then slowly I realized that you need to have an edge in what you trade huh. right so so it kind of boiled down to trading only the index contracts you know? oh so,
1: okay so no stocks no, no stocks anything, it, or, anything else like commodities or anything even that
0: yeah no the commodities uh, I mean in India started very late, right? As in correct, in, you know, correct. So And they're not as
1: liquid also, I guess, as compared to... No,
0: today they are. I mean, okay. crude oil, gold, etc. is quite liquid, sure. right? Okay. But then, when you're trading commodities, right, you're actually competing against the world, right? Mm, when mm, you're trading crude, you know, mm. you're actually competing that guy in Saudi yeah, Arabia yeah. who already maybe knows more than you. Okay, so 10 o'clock, <laughs> okay. Right, so... In uh, index contracts. Index contracts, sure. you know, and there was no bank nifty, there was essentially just nifty contracts, mm. you know. So, uh, so, so, yeah, so, I mean, after that, uh, I used to be uh, a scalper kind of a guy mm. you know, So I used to have a, a positional trade Which mm. is, you know Positional trade would be Something that could last a day Or sometimes mm. last a few weeks You know, so But I also always used to have a day trade running Okay uh, The reason for that being that uh it, you know, as a trader, right, it's it's very tough to keep quiet. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, know, you always want to trade
1: something. Yeah. You, you, see a, you see the price action on the screen right. and you want to hit that. You want to. And yeah. so
0: so I used to, just to keep my, you know, uh, adrenaline low, you know, I used <laughs> to always trade with one or two lots, you know, all oh, the time. Okay. So okay. just to okay. keep me busy, you know, okay. and not think about my positional trade. Right. And I think, I think one of those things that I've learned, you know, as an even today as a business, I think it's worked for us is that. Uh, you cannot you know it's about bet sizing right Right, you right, know? right so right, right. Uh, uh, you know you cannot all the time bet the same amount okay right okay. so you need to know which trades you kind of take it easy and which trades you kind of hit it hard you right? go all in yeah I mean you have to I mean yep, in yep, this business yep. if you are gonna you know if you're gonna bet the same amount of money mm. all the time over and over again mm. It's uh it's not a I think personally I've seen a lot of profitable traders. I think uh it's it's very tough to actually eventually make money, you know. So <laughs> okay. you know, so so I think yeah, so uh So you do the trade, you're you're, yeah, you're done you're, by three thirty? Yeah, three thirty the market closes. Yeah. But then you know, if you have a positional trade open, you're mm. you know, you're constantly bothered about <laughs> you know what's happening in Europe, what's happening in the US. Then how to happen- affect your trade, yeah. Yeah. So you're 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 you know, you're continuously kind of Mentally you know, or somewhere else? You're mentally always somewhere else. Okay, you know? So it's okay. very tough, and especially if you're sitting on a losing trade. Okay. Especially when you're having a drawdown. you know, So <laughs> all of this, you know, hurts, uh, yeah. uh, it, it, just, uh, it just just you know puts a lot more pressure on a trader.
1: Okay. So yeah. 2010.
0: Yeah. So 2008 is when this happened. Uh, I mean, 2009, uh, what happened was you now there was a phase before the election results in May, right? Hmm. Where Market markets capped down. Uh, no, actually, on the election result day, market did a twenty percent up, up, gap right? up, yeah. gap yeah. up, right? And yeah. it hit circuit in, in five seconds, and the next day morning again hit circuit. So yeah, it actually yeah. did two circuits up, you know, yeah, yeah, consecutively, yeah. you know, yeah. so. So what happened was uh, uh, one of those st- positional trades I've always taken is you know is you know is, is to trade the volatility you know because hmm. hmm. uh, I've found it much easier to call than the direction. Okay. Right. So that means you're trying to predict if market's going to be volatile within a range, and not really call if it's going to be up or
1: down. You sure. Know? So, okay. uh, so you would be like what long yeah, you, index and then buy a put or so something no no I mean
0: you if, if say you know you're you, you think if market's going to become extremely volatile sure. you buy uh, you know you. have Figure the best strikes, and you buy calls and puts together. You do a triangle. okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Or you know you short them. You know. Okay. Right. Sure. So, so what happened is uh, the day before the election results. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was uh, long volatility, right? Okay. Uh, and at around three twenty PM, you know, so. Um, you know i somehow you know some some stupid thing went into my head mm. and i say let's just you know market's too
1: quiet because right. in, in long volatility if market doesn't do anything you lose a lot of you money you lose a lot of money yeah, right yeah, especially course, on election yeah. days yeah, right yeah, yeah. You know, so, so you've got a big event coming right. you want to be long volatility because right. you know that the market's going to move in one direction or the other direction mm it will certainly not stay flat. Correct. So, you're playing that move. I,
0: I'm playing that move, but
1: then everyone's playing that move, right? So, yeah. the, the premium's already priced in the volatility. Correct.
0: Right. So, unless the volatility that tomorrow happens actually more than what everyone's priced in, ah. you still lose money, right? Ah, so, okay. you know, you know so, uh, so, yeah, around 320, you know, uh, we squared off our uh, position. Hmm. So, next day, you know, in two days it would actually return ten X uh wow. you know, money because you know, we've never seen two circuit updates ever. Ever, in this, ever yeah. Right. So uh, so, yeah. So, what happened the next day when the market opened, it opened circuit up. Yeah. Uh, they shut down the exchange. Yep. yep. Right. Uh, so, uh, we pulled down the shutters of the office. We went to a resort near our office. <laughs> and uh, we got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there, you know, in that whole frustration of missing out. Your positions uh, were closed. Yeah. Because, You're, you know, it was… it was Ten it was,
1: minutes if you were just… <laughs> Yeah, that must have yeah. sucked
0: okay yeah so that's that's when I said I want to take a break from trading you know Okay. and uh, so that was the day you know the election results was the day when okay. I, I pulled the plug you know on my trading sure I haven't actually placed a trade after that uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Uh, so yeah and that's when um, uh, the whole idea of Zeroda was always there you know we wanted to be a broker for traders like us which is Hmm. FNO traders Hmm. you know who offered a platform Hmm. no research calls nothing I just wanted an execution platform why
1: would you you know you've got the Maharatis of broking out there you've got HFG Securities you've got Motilal, you've got ICIC you've got all these people right what made you actually say that? Okay, I'm going to break that market. End, you know, I mean, everyone I went spoke to
0: said, "Dude, it's stupid." <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> to, to think that you can be a broker, huh. right? And um, and I had a lot of friends in the broking fraternity. Then I'm sure I, you would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You know, so so they all said broking is not something that uh, you know, like like a you know, 28, 29 year old can just go and yeah. attempt doing and, less than 30 at that time. <laughs> yeah. My God, okay. You know, so. Uh, and also the thing about, you know, people just scared the hell out of, you know, what exchanges, SEBI, etc. are, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. made 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 these guys into monsters who will mm-hmm. just eat you up, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think, you know, I think, what do you call, I think you need to be stupid sometimes in life, okay. right? You okay. know okay. I mean? uh, so, I think I was stupid, extremely stupid <laughs> okay. to start this business. Uh, not just because uh, these guys said so, but it mm. was also the worst times to be bro- a broker.
1: Yeah, there's no trading, right? Because you're looking at 2009, I think the market was bottoming around March at that time. Although, yeah. the, the, you know, you did, you did have circuit up at that point of yeah. time. But business, two days, yeah. business yeah. wasn't exactly rocking at that point of that
0: time. Low, the worst time brokers have had in, mm. in like the history of broking was between 2008, once the yeah, you yeah, know, collapse yeah. happened, yeah. till 2010-11. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. so it, it was probably the worst time to actually start a broking business. Yeah. Okay. Right? Because okay. every broker was trying to go out and do other things India hmm. was was doing real estate uh, IFL was trying to do wealth insurance yeah, yeah. etc So I mean all the guys who were there in the system They were trying hmm. to diversify Okay. okay. And uh, I think you know uh, The opportunity we kind of spotted that time was uh, NSE had started a, uh, a trading platform called NSE Now Okay and uh, NSE Now was like this white label platform, which hmm. NSE powers. And NSE okay. was giving it free of cost to anyone who becomes a member on the exchange. Ah, okay. And I've, you know, I've always been one of those guys who tries out everything, you know, and hmm. you know, just keeps a tab on everything that's happening in the market. Hmm. You know, I probably have accounts with every competitor of ours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so NSE Now, what happened was in 2009, hmm. NSE hmm. Now suddenly showed improvement over all the other platforms hmm. in terms okay. of, you know, how fast it was. So, so the opportunity was just not Zeroda as FNO etcetera, but you still need money to drive a business like this, right? Yeah, and money absolutely. is is around technology, right? Yeah. So I said, dude, no, technology is coming free of cost, mm. and uh, so what is really the cost to run a mm. business, you mm. know? And but uh,
1: you had your own technology, you're saying, because if no, you didn't, we didn't. Huh, so, because if you're going to run a brokerage, you need to buy software of what and that kind uh, of stuff. Uh, so yeah, so NSE was giving it for free. Ah, right. Okay, okay, so, okay so got So the it, whole,
0: the it. whole, the only reason we are into existence is because NSE decided to give out this tri- trading platform called NSE Now for free, of cost Talk about brokers. timing and the bear markets, man. <laughs> <Right>? Okay, <laughs> you know? sure. Yeah. And I think we were the first ones to spot it, hmm. right? So, so when we started the business, uh, uh, I mean, the whole idea was offer this NSE Now platform, which is free of cost. Hmm. And and as a broker, you also need something called as a back office platform. Yep to process all the trades Trains, and yeah, yeah. make out contract notes yeah, etc yeah. so the back office vendor i went to i was his first client oh, uh, okay. so he gave it to me for free <laughs> okay <laughs> you really? know, so uh, NS, you know when i went pitch them the idea of saying what zerodha is going to be about uh, they waived off, waived off uh, membership fees which uh, is a big amount if I'm not mistaken no, it's, around time, li- but, you know, okay. it's around 10 lakhs sure, you know, sure.
1: so. no, I'm thinking a, a BAC card at one point of time used to be like crores of rupees and stuff like that yeah, of course it's now it's yeah, much cheaper yeah correct
0: you know no, I mean even now uh, uh, it's a crore and a half okay, uh, okay. as deposit to the exchange to become a member on the exchange sure so I think uh, when we started the business, we had around 1.7, 1.8 crores. So one okay. and a half crores went as deposits, and uh, we had like 25, 30 lakhs left to okay. you know do this business, <laughs> you know. And uh, and thanks to yeah the back office vendor who gave it for free. Sure, and sure, sure. And NSE now coming at free of cost, you know, uh, we were able to actually get started. And hmm. and from the day one, the idea with Zeroda was was to be different. Uh, from our competitors you know in every way right Right, right. Um, and
1: you knew all that because you have accounts with them you knew exactly where the gaps were you're a trader so you know exactly what you're looking for absolutely
0: I I think you know I mean like trading business it's it's like it's all like being in a sport right Mm, as in you mm, need to have mm, an edge to kind of win the game right mm. as in I mean if I am six foot five and I'm trying to be a gymnast I can't right so (laughs) And uh, so, so yeah. So I think, I think, uh, I think the real, I think, value uh, that Zeroth brought in was, you know, is that all of us have been traders. You know, whoever was uh, there in the beginning, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So 2010 August is when we started the business. Sure, sure. And uh, Zeroth, I mean, again, we didn't want to have a money rupee etcetera in our name, hmm. right? Hmm. Because we didn't want to come across like a platform was gonna. Uh, Was going to suddenly make you money, right? okay? Yeah. Or you know, or, uh, you know, so like zero is a nice place to say that. <laughs> or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually z- uh, zero. Zero is actually zero and roda. Okay. Right. Okay. Roda is barriers in Sanskrit.
1: No barriers. Yeah. Zero barriers. Zero barriers. Lovely. Okay. Right,
0: so so that's essentially what we are trying to attempt. Okay. While you know while setting up the business to say that how do we kind of take out all barriers traders have. Sure. Okay. Right. And uh, so that's that's essentially yeah, So how how uh, the journey from from, you know, <laughs> trading <laughs> to to starting
1: of Zerodha. I okay. Guess. I want to end this on just telling us the size of Zerodha, right? right. Because we started on 2010. Right. What have you achieved in eight years? I mean, the numbers are mind-boggling. <laughs> Tell us about uh, right. whatever you can, that is right. revenues, number of clients, uh, market share, whatever. Yeah. So,
0: so firstly, yeah, I think uh, when I when we were starting the business, I mm-hmm. went, met VCs, etc., etc., mm-hmm. you know, so. I think if I was a VC I wouldn't have funded myself.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, that's know, being because, pretty frank, okay.
0: You know because you know I didn't really come from pedigree education mm. or I didn't really have a proper business plan or mm. I didn't really have experience of running a sure. brokerage firm. Yeah, so yeah. so a lot of credit today is given to us because we've been able to grow the business without raising external capital, you know, so this we is bootstrapped. Have, this bootstrapped entirely. Right? Entirely. Holy right? wow, okay. So so there is no debt, there is nothing, you know, so okay. you know. Uh, so today uh, so we are Closer, closing on 800,000 clients uh, 8
1: lakh 800 okay <laughs> yeah, sure so, even if half of them are active you're looking at
0: 4-5 four, yeah, four, yeah. lakh straight away I mean exchange has this data point they put out okay. you know, where they say active traders per broker mm-hmm. um, so I think uh, we are closer to 500,000 there wow you know, and okay. we are right now I think number 3 uh, behind ICIC and HDFC you know in terms of oh. number of active clients okay uh, number in of,
1: 8 years right you've gone to number three on number of active clients. I'm right. not even coming to the market shift by volume. We'll right. come to that. Right. Right. I'm saying in three years, you've hit number three. Right. Eight so, years, sorry. Yeah. In eight years, you've hit number three. Okay. Uh, and number of trades,
0: I mean, we're we're by far the biggest in India. You know? so wow. I, don't think, I, I don't think there's anyone even anywhere nearly close. Number two is what, half your size or something? Uh, I don't it, it may be, you know, it, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> you know? So, because there's no, you know, uh, I can... I can, I know my size mm. versus exchange, you know, in exchange, mm. half the trading comes from retail trading. Correct. Um, so, in that half, we contribute almost between 8 to 10%. You know, wow. So, you know, so that is… have uh, uh, yeah, so, 5% of volume. Five percent of exchange today, you know. So ten percent
1: of fifty percent, right? Because yeah. wow, okay, yeah.
0: that's that's a huge thing. I yeah? don't know. I mean, it's 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 been it's been quite a crazy ride. You know, I think for us, the real uh, I think the last two three years has been has been quite you know quite good. Okay, and. Uh, and yeah, uh, revenue. I think we are closing on. I think this year will be between
1: four fifty to five hundred crores of revenue. Wow. You know, so and and that's by charging zero brokerage. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I get that. Okay, yeah. okay. Five hundred yeah. crores of pro- of revenue. I'm sure you're already hugely profitable because if yeah.
0: So we, I think, uh, pre tax we will probably do two
1: thirty to two fifty crores this year. You know, okay. So, yeah, okay. So. <laughs> Fantastic, folks! I, I really wanted to spend much more time out here, but I think we've already exceeded. Our, whoa! Okay, <laughs> we we exceeded our limit. Like I said, uh, Nitin's initial, you know, the entire entrepreneurship, the entrepreneurship journey and his career in how saw zerodha zero is just so fascinating. It could form an entire episode on its own, but we've got other things to talk about. So we're going to wrap up first uh, the first part of a three-part series on that. In the next part, we're going to talk about stock trading basics and strategies. You want to be you want to stay tuned for that.
0: Thank you for listening. If you have any money-related questions, you can tweet to us at IVm Podcasts or email us at pesavesa at the rate
1: No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision. There she stands. A podcast addict. Outside the bank, having traveled several miles to get in with other poor souls like her, the journey, though daunting for this youngling, will have some comfort because she has downloaded her favorite podcast. You can see more of her species on ivmpodcasts.com, your one-stop destination where you can check out the coolest Indian podcasts. Happy listening.